With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fan radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Thanks for checking us out. If you're a returning listener, and it sounds by this by the sounds of things on Twitter, I've been getting some messages from people like, "Dude, I've been listening to you for ever," you know, like whatever. And that's cool. Yeah. So everyone who's been with us for close to a decade or more, welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks what's for hanging the, out. Like, what do you think the amount of podcasts listened to? Like, what's the over under for you? Like, you're in the like you're a veteran what of this I, show as a listener. I'm like more. 20? I'm more. Like, if you've cur- heard twenty. I'm more concerned with how many shows you have to do before you put your damn schnoz on that pop filter and talk into the closer. microphone so Sorry. people can freaking hear you. I'm just deferring to noob. Your, yeah, <laughs> noob. <laughs> what are you doing? You. Dope? We'll get this right one of these years. I think if you're honest, three years plus is impressive because we've been so many different places. But I know there are people out there that have been since the YouTube days. Yeah. How about two jumps? If if you've jumped from two of the homes yeah, of this show. Yeah, if you listen from One Foot Down to HLS legit. to wherever the hell we were before that, that's good. Somewhedumber.com yeah. or something. That's legit, so, right? And if you are brand new and this is the first time you were listening, that's well, great too. That's welcome. equally equally as exciting welcome. if this is somebody's first podcast. There's going to be a lot of stuff you probably don't understand if that's the case, but so be it. Yeah, you'll get there. Um, I, you know what I just noticed? Because I always take the last episode and then do save as, so I don't have to remix the the intro. Yeah. Last episode was Syracuse. <laughs> did, we not, did we not do a show after the USC game? Uh, no, this is it. It's... What kind of podcast are you running here? What kind of clown show is this? Well, look, college football is the one that created the seven-week hiatus, not me. All I right. mean, what's the rush? Well, that's my brother. This is his show, Andy McFly, at Andy McFly on Twitter, and I am Irish Tightness, at Irish Tightness. Yeah, this can count as the USC show, can't it? I guess. I mean... I, I mean, we didn't do one, like, immediately following of the moment with visceral emotional no. reaction. But by now, as you all know, Notre Dame finishes the regular season undefeated, 12-0. and They are in the playoff. They are facing Clemson. It's about the best damn possible scenario I, my mind can comprehend to, A, not be playing in Miami, and B, not be playing Alabama. I, any, any other matchup, I would rather play Clemson than Oklahoma. Yeah, I would rather play Clemson than Georgia. 
Ohio State maybe, I guess, would be all right, although there's still bad blood because of the Fiesta Bowl. I got heebie-jeebies on that game. I got scared. I still have night night terrors about any game in Miami, whether yeah. it's against the Hurricanes or the Crimson Tide. So to play in Dallas slash Arlington, I guess, if you are if you want to be correct, against Clemson, a team who Notre Dame's at least gone toe-to-toe with right. in the past and has similar scores against shitbag ACC opponents this year, is that not the best possible no. scenario? It's got to be the best thing. It's totally the best scenario. Um, I'm not. It, it it doesn't mean that Notre Dame is on par with Clemson. I'm no. not ready to go there yet. But you're right. They have played them. You know, and there was some rain involved, and there was some other stuff involved in some of those games. But, but no, yeah, but Notre Dame didn't back down from Clemson. I completely agree. I mean, everybody knows what Alabama is at this point. Oklahoma is a team that's a little bit more like they had the second wind, right? Like they kind of were down and out. And I don't think a lot of Oklahoma Which folks were expecting. All year long to be in the playoffs. I don't and then know, magically man. It all came. My company is based in Texas and Oklahoma, and they were all feeling pretty good. Well, you uh, say now they're they down are. and out. They had one loss to Texas. No, I just by, think that because by, of the rankings, Oklahoma yeah, yeah, yeah. people they, weren't they, thinking they were because. But then they smashed Texas the second go round, and all of a sudden well, they're they, thinking, "Hey, when this they beat is West real. Virginia, that's when it became yeah, legit." Yeah. But I mean, look, they lost to Texas. They lost by three points in a neutral site in a rivalry game. Yeah, it's not like they got steamrolled by Purdue, for instance. No, you know. I agree. Um, but I, I just don't know if I mean, look, their defense is trash, but I don't know if I, I have confidence that that Notre Dame can go point for point with them. Not no. when they do it on a on a daily basis. Notre Dame just doesn't do that. Yeah, and I think not well, that they couldn't. They're just not that well rehearsed. No, it's in it. like you said. I mean, they're perfectly comfortable in a game that. Well, and then they won their other game. What was it, like 59, 58, Oklahoma State, right? That, so, I think that might have been the the, the uh, West Virginia game that you're thinking of. E- oh, okay. Either either way, I mean, I dude, thought they had another one where they went really high with the overtime. That's or like something. every fucking game they play is yeah, like it's a Big that, Twelve. Dude. I mean, it's, it's but that's my. I just don't know if. I mean, it, I'll put it this way. I had a guy call me who's a big Notre Dame fan, one of the guys in, in Texas who liked the pinstripe uniforms, um, who was asking me about Oklahoma. And I said, look, I, I, in my opinion, Clemson is a better matchup for Notre Dame. Here's why. In my opinion, playing Oklahoma is like playing Navy. It's just the polar. It's yeah. it's the polar opposite. When you play Navy, you know that you're going to get the ball like five times, and you have to score on every possession because if you don't, Navy's going to go on an eight minute drive, and you're never going to see the ball again. Conversely, against Oklahoma, you have to score on all, almost every drive because right. they're going to score on every drive. Now the drives may be 18 seconds in duration. The point is, if you punt. Unlike Navy, where you're not going to see the ball for another 15 minutes, Oklahoma's going to already have points on the board again yeah. by the time you even finish your Gatorade and coach is done scribbling on a whiteboard. So I just think, like, that's not Notre Dame's game. No, I agree. And Notre Dame, for the most part, not for the most part, but they have definitely hung their hat on defense this year. And when you try, like, hey, let's just show, let's just slow them down. Let's just ha- allow the same 17 points we've done all year against Oklahoma. It's like, you're, you're not going to do it. No way. You're not going to do it. So it's just a mismatch. It doesn't mean that Oklahoma is better than Clemson. No, that's a, this is the best possible matchup a, in all, the best possible venue. I agree. What else I do you agree. want? This and, is, and this and is all matchup based. I wouldn't say I'm optimistic that Notre Dame is going to win, but I think they got a puncher's chance here. I honestly do. Yeah, this is a little bit more like, you know, um, the half-court shot as opposed to, you know, like you're shooting from the box suite in a basketball arena and yeah. you're trying to, like, bounce it off the court. You know what I mean? The million dollar shot. This is like yeah. the ten. Do 
dude perfect dude perfect exactly. trick shots that, right? that's alabama right this is more like hey man this is the half quarter for 10 grand if you practice a few in the weeks leading up i mean it's not the most likely scenario but you got a real shot you know and i think a lot of Notre Dame folks out there um, are feeling pretty righteous because of all the chatter about Notre Dame potentially not making it and all this playoff ridiculousness and a couple people, you know, had added me on Twitter and were like, well, we're ready for this podcast to, like, squash all the haters and, and puff out the Notre Dame chest a little bit. And I'm like, mm, I don't really know if that's the angle I take. I, I still feel like Notre Dame is a, is a solid underdog against Clemson. Oh, I mean, do you want to talk about team rankings? You, anybody that's listened to us, we've gone through teamrankings.com, which has said Notre Dame's chance of going undefeated, yeah. increasing the probability of winning each game. So uh, Notre Dame has a 18 18.3% chance of winning. Clemson's at 81.7. Similarly, Alabama's at 83.2% chance to Oklahoma 16.8. So basically, Notre Dame and Oklahoma both are given by team rankings less than a 20% chance of winning the game, which seems about right, I think. Although I almost want, I don't know. Do you think Oklahoma, that Oklahoma has a better chance of beating Alabama or a lower chance? They have a, a two, uh, one and a half percent lower chance of beating Alabama than I would, Notre Dame. I would flip that by a little bit more. I, if I'm being honest, and this is probably a little bit too much in the playoff weeds right now, but I think Oklahoma has a better chance of beating Alabama. It depends if Tua plays maybe, but here's the thing, and, and Georgia was putting a lot of pressure on Bama and made them do some very un-Bama things, particularly having Tua throw a couple of picks. Yeah, and you already mentioned that but Alabama's Alab- not even going to have Alabama's, a defense. Alabama's defense is not West Virginia. You're not going to score 56 point, 59 points on Bama. Yeah. That, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, there could be like 50 to 30, 42 or something, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. God, Do, look at their scores. Oh, that was Oklahoma State. But, Oklahoma but State, 48, the overtime 47, one was 59, West Virginia, 56. 59, 56. I mean, Texas Tech, jeez Louise. I, I mean, mean they're, points. they're average. I mean, they're hanging 50 on everybody. But there's, with, they're giving up. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I, you're right. It's not Do even you, a matchup. So that you, needs to so happen. you mentioned on Twitter at Andy McFly. Uh, 971 you're at people. 971? There was a serious like. My is going to be at a thousand followers here. I know, soon. but I'm getting a little nervous because the trend has just completely stopped. It was Both, like Thanksgiving. You done everybody a freaking shopping. podcast in a month, dude. What do you think? I've been tweeting. Right? Nobody listens. Nobody cares. People don't follow you. People don't, <laughs> don't follow you for your tweets. They follow you to validate your self worth. Exactly. And we've been, okay. been, well, now we've been whining about it on the show. And they're like, hey, this guy seems like a nice dude. He probably pays his taxes and drives a speed limit. We'll yeah. give him a follow so he has some self-esteem. All we need is like 29 more people to do that. We? Dude, I've got like close to fucking 3,000. You well, need I know. That. This, you is, need this that. fulfills your charitable ah, giving, is right? It, can I write it off? It's the Christmas season, you know? Bah. Give a, give a Humbug. follow. All right, where are we going? Sorry. So you mentioned some teeth gnashing and wailing of, uh, you know, hand-wringing on Twitter that people thought Notre Dame wasn't going to get in the playoff. Well, I don't... Do you think there was any scenario whereby they didn't? I don't think because there Because I do. I'm I just don't, curious if you, if you do. I don't think there were any scenarios where Notre Dame didn't make it. I think... But I also think that's easy to say when Notre Dame's rank didn't change and then they set the playoff. So I think it's easy to look back and go, oh, we were totally safe the entire time. I don't know what goes on in that room because of the way that they've released rankings in the past and shuffled things all over the place. Of course it was possible they didn't make it. However, I think a lot of Notre Dame people were upset that other pundits and other fans were saying Notre everybody, Dame didn't Yeah, because everybody's butthurt. But exactly. you know what? And Who that's cares? Different. You, you, do that, you, you do that. You shut people up by your play. Exactly. But the only one... No, I, nobody's going to say that Clemson doesn't belong there? Because he's gone and fucking done it before. Right, exactly. But the only, the only 
comments out there that I really took umbrage with was Herb Street saying that Georgia should have made it even losing to Alabama is stupid. I don't know if I fully disagree with that. Well, and I'll tell you why. All right. First of all, I, I want to paint you a picture. So the, the playoff committee uh, chairman said that there's no plans to expand past four teams. And then yeah. maybe that's maybe that maybe they don't plan on it. I think Which they, is a joke. I think they originally. Bill Hancock. Yeah, that's a joke. I think they originally had a 10 year agreement. And so they're five years into their 10 year agreement where they wouldn't expand a 10-year agreement with who just there is no other entity yeah i don't there's no counterparty here pay no attention to the man behind the curtain this is like goldman doing a deal with uh, bear stearns it's like a 10-year agreement if lehman it's like fuck they go belly up we're just gonna buy him anyways who cares so like yeah right with who who's the agreement with the bulls i guess that could be all right so let's say uh, hypothetically though they did want to expand what better way to get uh, to get pitchforks and and torches into people's hands than to screw Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I agree. But that entire premise is is based on the thought that they would have to get some sort of angry mob to expand. And my contention is you should just expand because it's the right thing to do. Well, maybe. And you well, don't maybe. need anger to do it. Who's going to stand in your way if you expand? Think of it that way. Who's going to step in and go, no, 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 no. It should be four teams. Yeah, I don't Who's know. Who's going to say that? Yeah. Certainly nobody that got snubbed this year. You're not going to hear that from Ohio State. Buckeye Nation's not going to say, no, we don't want an expansion. It needs yeah. to be exclusive. No, that's probably a fair point. Now, listen, I've I've written a lot about this, and I've ranted a lot about this, and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. No, but let's go down this rabbit hole, The entire playoff dude. premise to me is— Take some acid and let's go. Right, Alice in Wonderland style. First of all, any fan, Notre Dame fans included, if, you're, if your argument is that your team belongs over another team— you're falling in the same old barroom college football conversation that we all love. We all love to debate this sport. That's what's great about it, right? But you're going about it the wrong way if what you're trying to do is argue your team over another, especially in the national consciousness if both these teams have the same record. 12 and 1, 12 yeah. and 1, yeah. Ohio State and Oklahoma people throwing barbs at each other. Look, to the rest of us, you guys are essentially the same. You know what I mean? You both had a loss. We can say Ohio State's is worse because they lost to Purdue and we clown on Purdue. Yeah, other by people, 20. Other people say Oklahoma doesn't belong because their entire game plan is, is predicated upon offense only and that's yeah. not real football. Whatever. Those arguments are all very objective or very subjective, I should say. To me, the problem here is the system. It's the system. There's 130 Teams. You sound like an anarchist. I like I, where you're going. Of course. Let's tear this, this shit down, the, dude. The machine is the problem. There's 130 Free teams. market football scheduling. Free market playoff. There's 130 teams in college football. Four of them make the playoff. That's 3% of the teams make the postseason. All right? Now, I'm not saying that college football should be like other leagues, but 38% of the teams in the NFL make the postseason. 27% of Major League Baseball teams make the postseason. In the NBA, over half the teams make the What's postseason. What's the NCAA basketball tournament? In NCAA basketball it seems like it's kind of exclusive. There's like 370 teams, right? Yeah. 20% of yeah. college basketball teams make the tournament. But, now, a, not, but a five-man roster with a hot shooter can do damage exactly. from a small school. And, a and I don't sport. care what anybody tells me about UCF. They it's ain't a doing different shit. sport. But here, here's, my, here's a simple point. Ever since the playoff era began, which was 2014, if you had an eight-team playoff, right, eight teams, all of the one-loss and undefeated teams would have been and could have been included. And that includes the UCFs of the world. And 
people forget Western Michigan went undefeated a couple yeah, years ago. PJ and, Fleck. Oh, row the boat, baby. And the year that they were undefeated, they were finally ranked at 15. And I'm like, look, I'm not saying they're the number two yeah. team in the country. Well, they're I, small market, but every that, single that undefeated would, team, that would, every single one loss team in the playoff era, that would at least would have been in a that would playoff. at least allow something to be settled on the field, which is, hey, you don't need to fly your national championship banners at your UCF season opener this year. Yeah. You could have just got your face punched in by Bama and then you, and then, and then you knew and then you quit knew your yapping. place right because all that is is a whiny little brother who's just never been shut up properly exactly but you know what at least that the, at least you're allowing it to happen the converse there the converse of that is that team has won 25 games in a row that team is 25 and zero without having any shot at a postseason yeah. now I'll say period. this though I think Boise when Peterson there they I mean they, well, they were they, the ori- they, they were some of the originators. they obviously did do some damage okay so but the, so here's my final point about no, bringing back to Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame catches a lot of hate because their situation is unique. Yep. Okay, their situation is unique. They don't. And they look, hate us because they ain't us. I have zero problem with other fans not liking that or not no, liking great. ND. But to me, the I don't even like Notre Dame. What do you say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the vitriol needs to go at college football at large, not at Notre Dame. There's. It's no different than somebody who under... Okay, here, here's what everybody griping about Notre Dame is. It's like hating on somebody who understands tax law and thus they know how to pay their taxes and avoid paying their taxes perfectly within the confines of the system. And he pays a lot less taxes than you because he's he's put the time in. He has a special situation and he's educated about it. It's a lot different than the guy that just clicks through on TurboTax and probably overpays taxes he doesn't have to. There's no rule or law saying either one of those guys is are breaking the law, no. but one of them is like, "Hey, we have a special situation. Yeah. It's allowed in the system." Yes, but look at all the the high road shit that Notre Dame fans take about not playing FCS schools. Well, that is within tax law of college football, is it not? Now, listen, it is you, to get a you know, win. You know, I don't like it, and I'm one of the very few people that says Notre Dame should be in a conference. But it's not about Notre Dame; it's about college Dude. football. Okay, so let me go this route, and this is something a lot of people don't talk about. You're losing followers left and right. That's fine. Here, think about this. It's not fine. This year, what you talked about—the college football—maybe they want some sort of chaos at the the foot of Notre Dame. If they wanted to fuck Notre Dame, this is this could have been the perfect. Here's what I'm saying. Tell me if this is wrong. Notre Dame is starting to play with fire as these conference championships get relatively compelling. Was that game against USC fire? Do you think they were playing with fire? They won by one touchdown. All I'm saying I mean, is... I mean, USC came out way more jacked than Notre Dame. We'll, hang on. We'll caught ba- the ball up a couple of times. We'll go back to that I don't want to say they handed it to Notre I'm Dame, not but Andy about, wasn't steamrolling people. I'm not talking about they're playing with fire almost losing games. I'm talking about if they have a resume... Oh, that you're, was, saying, you're saying if, they're, play, they're playing with... If they're there's gasoline and everywhere and they're playing with matches. Yes. Okay. If their resume of 12-0 and 0 was less impressive than it was this year, I would have been more concerned. I do Look, think... if they didn't beat Michigan there is a very good case that they could have been left out. Well, of course. And let's say they were all close. Let's say they didn't smoke, you know, you know Stanford that, and VaTech, And it, let's say they didn't make those games look pretty convincing. If, if, if they were 2012-esque yes, wins of exactly. like 13 that's, to 9 kind of shit, I'm with you. That's the playing with fire that I'm talking about. Okay, so... You're not you're not talking about a deep burning desire for excellence in in football. No, okay. somebody somebody on Twitter fire, said something fire. to me, and I talked about how I would, how I would boycott if Notre Dame didn't make it right. And this guy was like, "And you need to add that part, conference chan- championships are like these participation awards." It was like at runny syrup. That was his runny syrup. That's his yeah. I like it. And I'm like, listen, 
I'm not ready to go there. Those games are legit. Georgia playing Alabama is not a participation exercise. That's a legit game, all right? Now, but what happens in that game, look at Georgia. Georgia vaulted in the national consciousness yeah. by losing. Yeah. But well, they were and, playing and against Jude, Alabama. And Jude, and Jude was whining on Twitter about how, well, actually, conference championships aren't a requisite. Nobody's saying they're a requisite. What he doesn't did it, sound like that. Have you ever heard his voice? No. He sounds he, like Barry White. Really? I'm just kidding. I've okay. never heard him speak, I don't think. Uh, I, I'm projecting here what I assume. No, but look, and nobody's saying that the conference championship is requisite. Nobody, I mean, I'm not saying that. No, we're not saying that. What and the it playoff is, hasn't said it. What, what it. Correct. What it is, though, is an opportunity to to beat another quality team. And I think the, the committees have shown over time their desire to see beating quality opponents. And, well, and it's maybe, an opportunity if you get a quality opponent. Two it, of the other conference championships well, that's right. were garbage that's teams. That's right. And and where this the conversation originated from was was Seabus Irish saying, "Does anybody worried about Notre Dame's rankings? If Notre Dame makes the playoff, if Northwestern and Pitt, two of Notre Dame's uh, foes this year, who they didn't necessarily look stellar against, no, he's they like, didn't. If Pittsburgh." And and Northwestern both got blown out, which they basically did. Yeah, you know, right? Does that does that put a chink in Notre Dame's resume? I think to some degree it does. Now Notre Dame has one thing that nobody, two things that nobody can take away. Number one is no losses. Yeah, all right. And yeah. and and in the recency bias and from BCS era into now, that still matters. Look, that's basically the wild draw for that, Uno and, at and, this point. And that's right? what We're Notre undefeated. Dame needs to make the playoff. I just don't. It's going to be extremely difficult for them to. To get in with one loss I agree. most times so you need 12 and 0 secondly this is i think is kind of discount that win against michigan is probably the reason that they're in well i don't want to say that i mean going undefeated is but but let me let me well, throw that this put at the you. wheels in motion yes a long time it ago is. but it be, put the be, wheels in because motion. of how highly uh regarded michigan was by the playoff committee secondly if uh, humor me here if georgia won Okay, I in if Georgia won and the committee wanted to force Notre Dame's hand to join a conference, I don't know if they do or not. I'm not saying Notre Dame should join a conference or not. I'm not saying a conference championship is requisite to make the playoff. But if 13 of those people on the committee harbor animosity towards Notre Dame, and let's be honest, if you pull 13 people in America who are avid sports fans, how many of them probably fucking hate Notre Dame? At least nine, I would think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if the committee, you know, has a hard on for screwing Notre Dame over, and it, which could be either a forcing them to to abandon their independence, right? Yeah. You know, or or. Uh, or B, making a conference championship requisite. That's right, which I don't think they would do that, but but by but by proxy that they would be accomplishing that because it, it's just a qual- it's a win against a quality opponent. Yeah, yeah. Now playing beating Pittsburgh doesn't didn't get Clemson any any benefit in my no, in my opinion, no. right? There's there's none there. But Oklahoma beating Texas absolutely did. Yeah. Absolutely did. And Alabama and, and, and Georgia. And, and if and if if Ohio State was playing Michigan in the Big Ten, you know, I mean, they're, they're in the or same Wisconsin conference. Of your... but, but if they whooped them like they did fifty nine nothing, or they beat Michigan that way, I think it would have got more a little more interesting. But but if had Georgia won, I could easily see a scenario. If the committee wanted to screw Notre Dame A because they're just they're jealous, right? People are just jealous of Notre Dame's independence. If they want to screw them, or B, try to force their hand into into a conference expansion, or C, try to force the issue on playoff expansion. What better way to do it than to leave no oh oh good old Notre Dame yeah. standing out in the cold? What can we do? Sorry, There's this, no room. Clemson won. 
undefeated. Georgia two, if they would have beat Alabama, Bama and Oklahoma three and four. Yeah, and put Notre Dame at five. Yeah, and I, I don't know, man. Listen, I mean, if Georgia if, beat Alabama, I would have zero problem with Alabama staying in the playoff they, at one loss. I, and to Herb Street's point, I can't sit here in good conscience and tell you that Georgia's not one of the four best teams in the country. I agree, but that's not what this that, should be. It's but the playoff committee's job technically is to put the four best teams in the country is in it? the playoff. No, it's not. Just the way the Heisman is not the most outstanding player; it's the best player on the best team. Right. That's what so, the Heisman's turned into. But if they were putting the four best teams, I don't know. Listen to this. I just went by the final rankings of the playoff committee, right? So the final top 25, mm-hmm. okay? It, in that scenario, Clemson would have been undefeated. They would have beat Texas A&M, who's finished 19th, and Syracuse, who finished 20th. Not not, not real glamorous resume, yeah. right? But they're undefeated. And, and, and Notre Dame, if they were fifth, would have beat number seven Michigan and number 20 Syracuse, which is basically a slightly better resume than Clemson with the exact same record. Yeah. However, Clemson's been there and done it. Clemson plays by the rules. Clemson won their conference championship. Again, yeah. not saying it's requisite, but it's just like this fits the mold of what they could potentially want, and Notre Dame gets booted. Yeah. Now, again, I think having that having that Michigan game in your back pocket is like having an ace yeah. when you're playing poker, right? That's nice. But listen to these other teams here. It, it, look at Georgia, who they beat. Uh, number 23, Missouri. Number 11, LSU. No, that was their loss. Uh, They played number 23, Missouri, number 11, LSU, number 10, Florida, number 14, Kentucky, and then then had a seven-point loss to number one, Bama. Yeah. Or, in theory, would have beat one, two, three, four, five teams in the the final top 25. Mm -hmm. Clemson, Notre Dame got two. Yeah. Oklahoma beat number 24, Iowa State, number 15, Texas, on their second try, and number 16, West Virginia. So they got three. Bama beat number 19, A&M, number 23, Missouri, number 4, LSU, number 18, Mississippi State, and in this case would have lost to, at the time, number yeah, four. Right. You know, so all these teams have played and won more games against the playoff rankings, top 25 final rankings. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, I guess. I mean, Michigan's better than A&M, but... Yeah. If but they wanted you... to screw him, dude, I think the opportunity was there. I and agree. I think Notre Dame is fortunate. I don't know that they would have, especially if they're saying we're not looking to expand, but they could have stuck it to Notre Dame well, easily, even though they went undefeated. And, and I do think that would have forced their hand to think long and hard about a conference. I agree. And I think there's a lot of data to support it. The reality that people need to understand is that Notre Dame made it this year because of the circumstances allowing it. They did not make it because 12 and 0 is guaranteed for Notre Dame to be in. I don't even, I mean, and that's, that's why, even it. That's, that's what I mean playing with fire. This is this was a circumstantial scenario where Notre Dame was able to make the playoff, and they're fully deserving. However, the other games could have shaken out in a way that Notre Dame didn't make it as an undefeated team, even without some of those ulterior motives you talked about. Yeah. I truly believe that. And again, for that reason, it's my own it's my own thing. Not everybody wants the eight team. A lot of people like the four. They say it's plenty. But look, if you double the amount of teams making the postseason in college football, it's still by far the most exclusive postseason of any yeah. major sport and, and I don't, in the United States of America. And I don't think it really diminishes the regular season like what people say no, it is. of course not. Uh, Look know, at all the teams that would have been in the Because mix. Ohio State, Michigan, UCF, and maybe Washington would have all still made it. Which one of those teams would you say doesn't deserve to be there? I'm talking if, the, if you maybe know going Washington. in. But if you know going in it's an 18 playoff, well, Washington's yeah. number nine. I mean, if you look at the I top know, eight. they got three losses. There's only two teams that have two losses. One of them, Kirk Herbstreet, was ready to put in the playoff and, you know, powder their butt and change their diaper Who's for that, them. Georgia? Yeah, they were I, one dude, of the two lost teams. I, 
I'm not, gonna make I'm it. I'm not even sure that Georgia doesn't belong in there over Oklahoma. There's here. The, here's the premise. There's no. You have no choice but to use the record as the primary measuring stick. If you start playing this game about the quote unquote four best teams, then why even bother playing games? Everybody thinks they know who the four best teams are, which is why they do a preseason ranking, which is the most ridiculous concept on the face of the planet. Everybody around college football just loves to use their own subjective opinion, data supported or not, to assign the best four teams. And the committee is no different other than the fact that it's a bunch of eggheads and it's a group of people that actually have the power to assign that. It doesn't go by record. It goes by perception. Dude, it always my, has. Miami it's was what people Miami like. was number eight preseason. Auburn was number nine. Penn State was number ten. Michigan State eleven. And what's the point? Notre what's Dame the 12. point? I mean, somebody <laughs> could do a deep dive on what the actual like incumbency bias yeah. is of starting ranked. It's irrelevant. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But you know, I think you and I agree that look, Notre Dame has a full right to be there. Notre Dame no, is absolutely. not an imposter. Absolutely. But this. If you like what this is, then more power to you. But to me, it's like the fact that you, it, it's still kind of a roll of the dice whether or not you make it. And their name has a unique situation for better or worse. Everybody out there loves independence and everybody out there doesn't want Notre Dame to join a conference. Hey, more power to you. But if your argument about Notre Dame staying independent involves any of these following words, I'm not listening to it. Newt Rockney, World War II, Sailors, Fielding Yost, all right, Irish potato famine. Catholic, you know, prejudice. If that's part of your argument about Notre Dame's independence, you got to you got to modernize. Just like the just like the stadium has field it, it, turf and Garth Brooks in it now, you've got to get modern. If it, if the it, conference is the only way, and I'm not saying we're there yet, no. but it's coming. Well, the, no, if this could happen to Notre Dame, it makes me nervous. Well, conference being what are you rooting being for? required would would not be the case in 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 an eight team because there's not eight conferences in major football. I mean, well, I agree, I agree. So now that the, would be the that would be the more desirable solution. Yeah, Notre Dame gets yeah, to keep but, their but cushy they, little but if, identity. I mean, if, if, I guess if the playoff committee truly wanted to screw Notre Dame, they would have at the outset said you had to win a conference championship, but they wouldn't have got anywhere near what they wanted in a lot of these years. Which, sure, which that would have changed. Dynamics, no and, doubt. I, and I think. Listen, I mean, a lot of this discussion here. I mean, you, obviously, I went down and broke down the the top twenty five wins, and I think that's one of the criteria that matters is just wins over good teams. I mean, and it'll kind of look past losses, but stack up wins. I mean, you, it's not an infinite loss that they'll look past, you know, number, but one or two. It's like, hey, you know, okay, who did you beat? Right? Who did you beat, and who could you beat, and, and can you match up with one of these teams? But to that point, you know, I think Notre Dame. I guess is. I mean, look, it's it's good for them in insofar as they went 12 and 0 and made the playoff at the same time and and I I don't think this is smoke and mirrors like in in years past we would probably would have said oh the smoke and mirrors cuz the schedule was shit yeah it kind of was shit but that that doesn't mean that Notre Dame's been playing some very good football Brian Kelly should be commended for the p- performance of this team this year no the doubt. Chip, Chip Kelly and Clark Lee hires are looking fan freaking tastic yep. okay what well, and you know and, and, and even when our brother-in-law uh yesterday two days ago at family pictures for christmas pictures said hey man how's it feel having to do a podcast every week talking about a coach that you said should have been fired and i was like look man i think it's great i love that notre dame turned it around the truth is the guy had been a coach for 27 years always hired his buddies never made any significant changes didn't hire a material person outside of his out of his circle of of comfort and went four and eight probably should have been fired candace strength coach candace dc can you know his oc moves on replaces everybody except himself and 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 turn into 
a CEO instead of a micromanaging dick. So right. good on him. Yeah. There was no evidence that said that that would have happened. I applaud everybody who had faith that it could happen. There was no evidence to it, well, but they did it. Yeah, and anybody that thinks you're eating crow about what you or I said about Brian right. Kelly, I said I'm, I said in the playoff. I could I be said, happier, but I said specifically on this podcast when it was in the depths and the bowels of, of when I was hell. playing Firestarter Prodigy. Yeah, and I said, <laughs> look, the only way the only way that this gets fixed is that Brian ben Kelly re- reinvents himself. Can you That's imagine? What we said, but can you? And he did, and he did. Can you imagine eight losses this year? Eight law. Lo- they lost eight games in 2016, it's, which it's, only makes I, the turnaround crazy. from last year to this year even more miraculous but if you look at the preseason ranking just because i got it open uh stanford at 13 michigan at 14 usc at 15 florida state at 19 virginia tech at 20 florida state is the, those teams turned by and large turned into absolute dog shit so it's not yeah. Notre Dame's fault that their schedule looks as well, weak as it is but that. again if you if you were the committee and lined them up thank god for beating michigan because otherwise it looks pretty no, dicey i agree i agree if they were a one loss team i guarantee fucking to you they wouldn't have got in over oklahoma or ohio state and i think true is that that's true right if they had one loss and it was to michigan there's no way they would have got in over any well they couldn't get got in over uh notre dame yeah no ohio state would have been in ohio state would have been easily but no i i think that you're i think you're probably also able to include in for me personally i think you're able to include stanford and vatech those games were nationally televised stanford was ranked number seven and i know that that's not where they ended up and i know at the end of the year it means a lot more but dude that was a legit game stanford was ranked number seven yeah, in the country no, no, no. Prime time. Hey, vatech was a legit I, team I, at the time no they weren't half their defense was out with with well the rankings are what they are if we believe that these same smart people got the playoff right then we have to believe that the week nine play or uh I, AP okay, ranking out was correct, I mean, look, which it was Stanford was impressive because it exercised demons. It, it, Brian Kelly's not had a great record against At David least they Shaw. Were a brand. They brought back Bryce Love, who didn't do jack squat. I mean, they cratered, but I, I mean, that's a that, that's a legit win. You know, it I mean, means that, more than Notre Dame beating Pitt, who ended up in the ACC championship. Don't you think? Getting throat punched by Clemson. Don't you think Stan- the Stanford win meant no, more? No, without a doubt. And don't you think it meant more than Northwestern, who magically found their way to the but Big Ten championship? But let me ask you this: I mean, in the context that's why of, the rankings do matter to in a point. the context of the final playoff rankings this would suggest that beating syracuse was more imp- was more important than beating stanford well and a lot of people said that at the time and yeah. we were all thinking how is serious again notre dame played the number seven team they played the number 13 team i don't know where northwestern was and what, uh, and what was michigan when, you just said what michigan was when they played preseason they must have been what eight or nine they, yeah so notre dame plays number seven number eight number 13 numbers like that and then at the end of the year those three numbers aggregated and average turns into like 19th yeah. i mean you know those teams just fell off the map but again i don't blame notre dame for being the guy that kicks the dude into the hole in 300 no. part of those teams falling is because they lost to a notre dame team that at the time at the time nobody really believed was a playoff team in week four people People were like, okay, where's I did. This? You heard me saying this team will go undefeated from the dude. <laughs> what at what point? As soon as they beat Stanford, I said there's no, no reason they won't there's go. There's nobody else left, right? No, no. I I didn't even have to watch the games to yeah. know that. <laughs> I didn't even have to produce podcasts. I on really schedule. wanted to, but I didn't. No, look, it was funky. And and again, here's the thing about the conference championship. You have a team that is either really, really good through and through, or you have a team that's hot. I mean, one of those two things is probably going to happen when you play a conference championship or you have a dearth of quality in your conference, which is probably what happened in the Big Ten and the ACC. Yeah, no doubt. No, those, but, those but conferences again, suck. you know, 
the, this the, year at the least. Pac-12 champions certainly not magically making it, and Oklahoma's no. not really they making played that it. Ga- they played that game on like a Wednesday. No, it was Friday, but still. <laughs> it was that- a Tuesday night, <laughs> J- JV style, right? <laughs> and I don't even know if Oklahoma's making it because they're the Big 12 champion. I think they're making it because they beat Texas. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and, and because they can score. West Virginia, I mean, and they can score, and they're exciting. Yeah, and, West, know, because so. West Virginia was looking like they might have had had a, a, a backdoor chance of getting into the playoff yeah, for they a were, while. Yeah, they were kind of a chic team there at some point. So, I mean, this to me, this all makes sense. It's been pretty much written on the wall for Notre Dame for a while, and I agree I, with what you said. If, Clemson if, is the best scenario. If I mean, Georgia would have won, there was an opening. I'm not saying the playoff committee would have taken it, but the door was cracked where they could have bull rushed right through it and ran over and just totally screwed Notre Dame. And I believe. I, I, I honestly believe it. I, I, and here's the thing, and this is where I... I think it's too far of a stretch to put Georgia in there with two losses well, I, when totally. Notre Dame has zero. Look, Because no, that would be really hard to justify. No Although, ever, you could go through and read Georgia's schedule and they, could, still, they, they beat still, better teams. But No team has ever got the two-loss chance except for LSU pre-playoff. Well, and, that's and, the and, only and two-loss team that's ever got too. the crack why, here, why does undefeated even matter? so much um it's because of the bcs era it's because of notre dame are you even listening to yourself you can't just take all that bias and not use the record of what happens on the no 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 no, i know but i'm saying if if one team beat uh but but well look at ucf i mean that's my point you have to actually beat people too yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, you know I'm on the I'm in the choir on that one, right? UCF should absolutely be in the playoff, and if Dude, get, get the fuck out of here, and not in the four team playoff yes, because the four team playoff is a fallacy. There should be an eight team playoff yeah. that but allows undefeated teams to, that's fine. to get a shot. That's I, the in thesis. fact, I would actually like to put the best group of five team in. A, the number one seed would should probably get a bye. It should be like a seven team playoff. Give the number one team a bye and but let why? and let the undefeated team get absolute. That's only based on the fact that you think Alabama's already going to be head and shoulders above. I think which any isn't number one. Happen. How else do you reward the number one team? I guess if you just how say, are you assigning the number one team? It's everybody's perception that they're yeah. the best. It's the argument goes around and around. Now I don't care if UCF made the eight team playoff and you put them right up against Alabama. That's what I'm even, saying. That I don't would, care if you that, play that, Tuscaloosa. That would, You're in the that, playoff. That, do your best. That would yeah. That would. Actually, no, that would actually be kind of enjoyable. I would have no problem. That, with that. would be Look, fun. The first oh. rounder at home of the higher yeah. seed. No, it's it's like it's, yeah. I want to sit at the adults' table where we're doing shots of whiskey. Yeah, pull, exa- pull up a welcome. chair and let's see what you yeah, got. Exactly. You know, like twenty dollar buy-in. You know, here you go. Go get your piggy bank. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Uncle Roy just check raised me. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. exactly. Yeah. These no, losses, these losses do not count against your five twenty nine contribution. Look, to be fair, to be fair up. to your point earlier about teams getting hot in March Madness, that's what March Madness. Is. Yeah. The seeds are arranged where the lower seed I, teams have a hard road to get but there. You have the, to but be the really only good. way that that would even come into play would be if a conference champion was automatically in. Yep. Because you can't get hot with an 8-4 and four record and, and even I be agree. considered unless Pittsburgh got lightning hot, picks off Clemson, and then somehow finds themselves in the playoff because they won their they won their conference. Buy my book. It's in my timeline. It's all there. It's right. all laid out. Way more long form than this. Way more logical than this. All right. The final thing I have to say tonight, and I think that you and I are probably due for a little bit longer commentary about Brian Kelly. But, you know, to me, with what happened this year, I just a couple things. Um, 
that I, here's the way I like to say this. I think there's a couple things about Brian Kelly that it's fair enough to put these behind the glass in the Jack, you know, like the Hall of Fame. Like we can start kind of the build, Ring of Honor. Yeah, we up can, in the Ring I of think, Honor. I think it's fair to at least start building the Brian Kelly exhibit at this point. And there's a couple things to me personally. This doesn't have to be everybody's. Are take. you chiseling him on the Mount Rushmore no, of Notre Dame football? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say he gets one of the four gate statues it's, just yet. Here's what I let's, am saying: We'll carve his bust in a sand dune on, ex- on, <laughs> up in uh, Chesterton. We we'll put a, him on a. Indiana Dunes paper mache version and just mock it up right but what I'm saying is he at least (laughs) deserves the exhibit in the basketball arena first of all he's six and four against USC and USC and Notre Dame have wow that's over 500 USC and Notre Dame haven't really been on a parallel track in in Brian Kelly's tenure they've kind of gone opposite but they're still due to intersect once per year and the fact that he's six and four I, I like to put it this way imagine if you're a Michigan fan first of all Sorry, but if you're a Michigan fan and you you think Harbaugh is even remotely close to being the guy, dude, he's over against Urban Meyer. He is over, right? So the fact that Brian Kelly's six and four, I wish I knew what's his record against uh, D'Antonio, Brian Kelly, and and Urban Meyer combined. He's probably he's probably three and ten or something. That probably gives a Michigan fan a fair amount of heartburn. That stat, I bet. I don't know exactly what it is, but again. contrasting it with what Jim Harbaugh is against Urban Meyer, the fact that that's your number one we most care about rival. I don't, but that doesn't, look, I don't want to say Kelly's a good coach because Willingham and Weiss sucked, and I don't want to compare him to a turd like Harbaugh. I'm saying that USC is a marquee program. That's our perennial rival. You got one kid in jail and one kid who just just ran through the garage. It doesn't justify that behavior of crashing through the garage door just because you got another asshole who can't can't fall, you know. I didn't say he was a great coach because of that. That. I just said that for me personally, as a Notre Dame football coach, he's currently six and four against USC. Six and four, dude. What do you expect him to be? Ten and zero? This is the no. rival. This is a quality team. Six okay. and four. First can, of all, can we just can we play down six and four? Yes. Like it's not play it down all you it's want. Not, it's not eight and two. Exactly. And here's what here's what I put right after that. Strip away all the bull crap and just call them our biggest, most hated rival. He's six and four against Michigan's USC. Mine, but but I'm with you. Okay, I think for Notre Dame, it's fair to say that it's USC. They play him every year. It's close, but he has a slight edge. Great. Again, imagine if you're Michigan, would you rather be Ofer? No. And then no, but that doesn't. It, I'm not saying he's a, in the pantheon of college football coaches. Okay. I'm saying he. Just deserves a small exhibit in the Jack Center. A small exhibit. All right, that's it. We're not even casting any statues like, just yet. This is like paper tacked onto the wall well, behind listen, the glass. Okay, fine. If As you, you walk put, around, make sure you, you go put to the, the exhibit next to the women's basketball where the trophies are, where the and actual hardware fine. is. So that's I mean, fine. just so you're He's clear. He's six and four against you. Oh, look at that, son. He's hey, six, six, six and four against USC. Okay, yeah. now listen. He has, with varying levels of excitement and varying mm-hmm. levels of quality, he has engineered two 12 and 0 seasons yeah. in American college football. The playoffs are still looming. He's done. He's done three. If you include Cincinnati, twenty twelve was a death bucket. It was probably very high on Notre Dame's worst moments death ever. Death bucket. But he's gone twice undefeated in less than a decade, and that means two things to me personally. One, flat out, it's just really, really, really hard to do that if you have a decent college football schedule. It's really hard no, to go twelve and zero. They didn't have a decent schedule this year, really. I mean, I'm compared to like you know Buffalo. Okay. They have a decent okay. schedule. It's really hard to go 12 and 0. Not a lot of teams do it. Okay, not just because of your performance, but injuries, luck, suspensions, winning is hard. Winning's winning's hard, right? And it's all that matters. 12 and 0 is all that matters, right? And also, I really think him doing it twice. Winning's lends... not that hard when you're well coached. Win, winning against top uh, top flight opponents is hard. 
Yeah, yeah. I just if you look at the amount of teams that have gone twelve and zero, even if you go before the conference championship, it's a pretty small number of of Power Five teams that have gone twelve and zero. And all I'm saying is yeah. the fact that he's done it twice. Even though maybe 2012 was less exciting than this, whatever, that lends a lot of legitimacy to 2012 that he's done it twice. And all I'm saying is it just – I was willing to say 2012 was kind of a fluke. You know, I was really willing to say how, that. Let me ask you this. And how, now I'm like, how do I say that's how did, a fluke? Okay, so how, well, I'll tell you how. With what formula or what recipe did they win in 2012? Listen, the coordinate, the defense and the coordinators are – are huge. No, just with what, with what, like, if you had to boil the 2012 season down into like this is the this is the way that Notre Dame made it to the national championship game. Like this, mediocre you, schedule, really good defense, a little bit of luck, and a serviceable offense. Okay, that's what I think. They in, did in, in what circumstances that a sustainable or repeatable model? 2018. They had a really good defense. They have a pretty good offense. They have great coordinators. So are you saying? And they have a mediocre schedule. So are you saying? I mean, is that? It's a workable paradigm it, until the playoff committee changes it. it it's. Uh, are you expecting a similar result then? As a result, I, it, I, this team I'm just is saying it's a way for Notre Dame is to be undefeated. Much more well-rounded than 2012. I agree. I agree. I wouldn't even. A, a good defense, in my opinion, was like a transcendent defensive player. Yeah. In Manti. Yeah. That's it. I mean, not that there weren't other guys on the team. And they're not the number one ranked defense this year. You know, not that there weren't other guys, but Manti was a fucking Heisman candidate. Dude, he was a finalist. I know. Amazing player. Which makes it even more inexplicable that with a guy like Jalen Smith that they did absolutely nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the Van Gorder effect. Yeah, well, yeah. That's the Van Gorder. I will continue with uh, lavishing your praise on Brian Kelly because he do, he does deserve it, and we've been extra. We've been more critical on this Listen, podcast I'm, than any other podcast. All, we probably right. have higher standards. All, but I'm, I'm, what I'm not saying is, oh, well, Brian Kelly's automatically the same. No, as Nick you're Saban. saying build 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 him a, a glass case for going six and four against a small, USC. A continue, small exhibit. Continue on, conference a sm- boy. A small exhibit. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying it. Getting struck by small, lightning once is very unlikely, right? Per- Peruvian groundhogs get small exhibits, all right? Getting struck by lightning <laughs> once is very unlikely. However, I, I really, once you get struck twice, I'm like, there has to be something going on. Either your body's on a different polarity than the rest of the earth. Now listen, he deserves more He deserves more credit for yanking Wimbush and putting Book in. I agree. And he was he willing does. to make those moves. And now I also think that I think that Chip Long and Clark Lee and going back to 2012, Bob Diaco, I think those three guys, the fact that Kelly at least had those guys underneath the umbrella was was a huge, huge part of it. And I think the other years when they weren't good, he didn't have those quality of guys. And even if he did, he wasn't listening to yeah, them. Yeah, that, that's a lot of it. And this year he just said, look, but trust about- those people. Yes. Right, you know, no. Which, and uh, I'm not these, here to say Notre Dame's schedule was murderous row this year. I'm just saying we'll put Bayless in there too for replacing the strength and conditioning. But I'll tell you what, I'd feel a fucking hell of a lot better going into Clemson game if we had last year's line and he stand than this well, year's yeah. line and, and Jeff Quinn. I agree. I, mean, I agree. I totally agree. All I'm saying is, for lack of because nobody wants to join a conference, Notre Dame's a asterisk power five, but they're a power five team. Right. They're a power five team. They've gone undefeated. No, twice there's no doubt they're a power five team. They don't, they don't play FCS. They play big, big boy teams. And, 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 and look, they might get decimated by Clemson, and maybe all this is moot. But the number of teams that have gone undefeated twice in the past decade can be counted on one hand. Name them. All right. It's probably Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Okay. I don't know if anybody okay. else has gone undefeated twice. Well, well, two of the three got titles. 
So that's that's what I'm impressed well, by. And that's that's why what I'm impressed maybe by. Maybe there's a shoe that's going to be dropped. And again, that gets you a what statue they, what, and not an exhibit. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, I'm with you. We're talking about a glass what, case. Do you have anything else on your manifesto over there? For manifesto. You got to type out, unde- you psycho. First of all, he's gone undefeated twice. And you're like, okay, crackpot. Tell me why he's a good coach. It's a big deal. He went undefeated twice. The guy hasn't lost a game since, you know, He, he also went 4-8. November. He went 4-8, <laughs> I dude. agree. I can't explain it. Dude, UCF three years ago was 0-12. Yeah. And now they've now they're twenty five and zero in the yeah. last two years. I I can't explain college football. I think Kelly I deserves huge credit for 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 reinventing himself as what he did because he had not he had, I don't know if it's because he never had a reason to before or he was just unwilling to. I, yeah. I don't know what it is, but the guy basically coached for twenty five years doing one thing, and it worked. And then he got the big boy football, and it didn't work, or maybe everybody thought it worked because of twenty twelve or whatever. But then it really wasn't, or you know, and, I know. And he had this rock bottom, uh, uh, you know, come to Jesus moment, and he did the right stuff. And what old man do you With know? With no evidence, he did the right thing. Yeah, right. You're telling what this guy, old man hey, has stop, done something for stop, 25 years. You know years. what? Stop making your pot of coffee, walking out to your to the street corner in your robe and picking up your fucking paper. Instead, have some tea. Instead, start drinking LaCroix and reading on the, the internet on a Kindle. Who's going to do that? Nobody is. And there was no evidence that this guy would. And he did. And good on him. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that guy was paid multi-million yeah. dollars to be the guy that yeah. walked out and got his paper yeah. and be the CEO yeah. of the entire... Th- it's remarkable. Can we can we wrap this show up with the one thing that actually matters out of everything that we've discussed today? 60% win percentage play against USC? Play <laughs> Order the concrete. <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah, I'm going long going long on bronze cure, features. Cure the concrete, yeah. baby. All right, look. You know, we've talked about the record. We've talked about the potential for the playoff committee. Screw Notre Dame if had Georgia won. We glanced through the lackluster performance yet win against USC. Uh, we've talked about your book. Um, we've talked <laughs> about you. your lack of 1,000 followers on Twitter. We've talked about a lot of stuff. But there's one thing that everybody wants to know, that everybody needs to hear, that we need to verbalize and vocalize so that people can appreciate it for the monumental fucking achievement that it is. More so than a pinstripe bowl victory. This is the crowning achievement in my mind. The first non-Nike team Ever to make the playoff. That's what happened. Notre Dame is now one of 20 teams to make the playoff who is not a Nike team, and that is remarkable. That is remarkable. Wow. Especially with the deficient gloves that are provided by I Under know, Armour. I know. With, Don't get me started on with, that conspiracy. With, with, their, with their ankle busting with their ankle busting cleats and their oh ass sweat and their ass sweat pants and their fucking pinstripe alt bullshit. This year's fall line is all the, the ball drop gloves. And their go look at their stock price and with all the goofy shit that Under Armour did. They did it. Get them while they're hot. More impressive than Jordan Spieth winning what he went three majors in twenty. More impressive than any, than Steph Curry. More impressive than insane. anything was Under Armour picking a playoff team. That could crack Nike's decade of dominance. More power to or them. five years and of shoving the pinstripe jersey right in their face. Too. All right, boys and girls, that's it. Notre Dame's the first. What else are they? The first, the first team that uh, wore pinstripes that also make the playoff. Probably, yeah. 
the first team to host a country concert and also make the playoffs. I gotta be honest, man. You can the I, first team to put an exhibit in the jack glass for exhibit a, for man. a six hundred win percentage a against sm- a rival. A small, tasteful exhibit <laughs> is what I'm advocating. At right this next point. to the drinking fountain, just put it next to yes. a drinking fountain. Well, like your head's cocked to the side. Yeah, you're, you're like getting, you're like, oh, what six and four? USC really? Weiss <laughs> wasn't six and four. Impressive. Oh, look, there's a bike for sale, and you pull yeah. the, and you pull the little tab. Exactly. <laughs> Whoa, what's that big trophy? Oh, that's Buffett McGraws. They should put the exhibit in Craigslist. That's yeah. what they should do. The South Bend Granger fucking Put it Craigslist. in the Observer. Can I get? Can, can the guy get a back page spread in the Observer, right? Did you know? Full, we, fun that's fall what, facts. That's what, Did you that's know what, Brian that's Kelly? our podcast. We should get a GoFundMe. We should take out a full page ad on the back of the Observer. Just just like the what they do over the linebacker when they say congratulations to Charlie Weiss in his fifth year of his coaching internship. We just <laughs> congratulations yeah. to Brian Kelly for a 6-4 and four record against USC, a team who's had nine coaches in four years. <laughs> winning percentage yeah not to mention like the ncaa basically goes through nightly with like flashlights you know what i mean like going like watergate they're going through usc's files and it's like well we beat them six times and we beat them handily like a, a couple of those times guy like boiler room that just sh- yeah, shreds it, recruiting yeah, files right, every exactly. night we be- he's beat them handily and i would just like to say that really beats carson palmer torching Notre I Dame I, back that, in the day. Thank you, Brian brilliant. Kelly. I mean, yeah, it's not that big of a deal to put a Band-Aid on the boo-boo, but I appreciate it. And the guy's gone undefeated twice, and we will see. Play- we will see on the playoff. But let's, Playoff game a-coming. You know, playoff game a-coming. And I really think that that – I don't think that that game needs to be the entire legacy of this year, but it's there really is, darn important. You know what? It really is. There's. I will have childlike excitement watching this playoff game on which uh, – it's, it's very intriguing. Like on which I have not had in, in quite some time. It's I'll very be intriguing. I, I, my, my attitude has been sullied by 2016. I am just – 4 and 8 is – it's so bad. It's just so bad. It ruined basically every positive vibe I could have or experience I could remember. Brian Kelly, that's such an epic failure. Yeah. And a lot of that's been erased. And I think I'm back to a point now. I'm not still not going out and buying the Under Armour polos and shit for 80 bucks. Although yeah. if I go to the national the championship version. game, which I or the playoff game, which I might actually go to, I might, I might you know, I might. You might get one. I might. Uh, but um, no, I mean, look, I, I will be watching this game with excitement and not the delusion that sets up for a death bucket because i'm 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 realistic look i think notre dame has a one in four shot on this thing i well, mean i think it's 75 yeah, I mean, clemson look, and they, 25 they gave them 18 on team ranking so you're seven percent you're 50 yeah, more optimistic I, I give than a little them. more a little more high hope yeah, a little high there you go. a little more high hope than the numbers well as the song said folks last year we were rebels just for kicks this year we've got high hopes and notre dame is in the playoff they are the first not beep 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 the first non-nike team ever to make the playoff that's crazy i didn't even know that yeah. First non Dr. Pepper team to. Too bad it's not the first champion or Russell Athletic oh, or the first, man. you know. That's what we really need. The first hand stitched, yeah. you know, Betsy cha- Betsy Ross is yeah, like. You need champion to come back. I need a 19.5 <laughs> weight sweatshirt. There right? you go. Just something. The thing go. is like one of those weighted yep. therapy blankets. Like that's, that's, that's Notre Dame gear. Play. That's real Notre Dame gear. Yep. Yep. Right there is champion. All right, I know everybody out there has got made some out of Shetland stuff. wool and and yeah, you know, like it's like Harris tweed. It's a Harris tweed. Yeah, exactly. Is that chainmail? Like, is that a chainmail hoodie? Yeah, it's Russell Athletic. Right. It's champion. Yeah, it's Rockney. It's Rockney throwback. That's a- the good actual stuff. actual leather. Yep. Well, um, you know, we got probably have a decent hiatus here, I would think. You know, as this game goes. But uh, is there like, are we doing the bowl thing? Is the bowl thing happening? 
You're all about that. That we was should. your bag. We all should right, do a bull pick or something. Yeah, come. unless follow uh, me on Twitter for more details. <laughs> I only need 29 more. And yeah, know, we'll probably do one more show souls. before the playoff, and then one after it. Or unless, I mean, knock on wood, and it just seems like tis the season for someone to be academically ineligible or Ugh. get caught stealing sweatpants or something. Hopefully, nobody does any dumb shit like that. Yeah. they got a lot riding on this. Nothing to pretty focused. Yeah, I, I would like to believe so. That Brian Kelly's actually got this team in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Kudos. Tasteful exhibit. Kudos to him. See you.